from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Jeremy Harrell. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Hello and happy Friday, July 17th, year of our Lord 2021. You are now watching live from America from the live free or die granite state of New Hampshire. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing but God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot, and I am always, always excited when we can get rolling and get to rumbling with Live from America. Speaking of rumble, we have people watching, majority of the people watching on social media watch on rumble. We also have a YouTube channel that does not collect videos, is only there for live purposes, so please let your friends and family know if they go back and look for a video on YouTube, uh, they won't find it, because we don't like to leave breadcrumbs where we have Nazi brown shirts chasing us every single hour of every single day. Also, live on Roku and Firestick, if you just look up LFA TV, make sure there's a space between the two, LFA, space, TV, you'll find Live from America. You can download the channel, you can watch it there, and of course, always visiting JeremyHerald.com will direct you right away to any live show that's happening, and you can watch past shows Listen to to the audio, the podcast of each show, and you can also listen on iHeartRadio and many podcast platforms. So, having said that, let me know what your name is, let me know where you're from, because right now, we're going to go to social media, we're going to give some live shoutouts, do some interaction, but it's up to you, ladies and gentlemen, to get this out there right now to as many people as possible. We fight, we stand up, and we spread the message, and that's what we do here. So, let's move to Rumble. And uh, let's say good morning to Victoria. Hey, Jeremy, hope you're doing well this morning. Hey, I'm on the right side of the uh, grass, and God has put breath in my lungs. So I'm very, very well. Thank you so very much. Casey says, I was banned off TikTok for no reason. I wasn't posting any videos. I had a report problem, and I'll get my account back in a few days. Well, you know, TikTok is like the rest of them. Um, They're going to silence you no matter what you say. Hey, Jeremy and Patriots from Communist New York. Well, hello to you. Uh, Sandy in Pennsylvania is watching on Rumble. Diane is watching from North Carolina. North Kakalaki is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Angie Garcia, good morning. God bless and shout out to you. Carla Reynolds, good morning, Jeremy, from Cleveland, Georgia. I just pulled up on Roku and my girls, Kelsey and Abigail, say happy Friday. They love their Bible you sent. Well, I'm glad that I could get uh, Bibles in the hands of people who needed them. I still have hundreds and hundreds of requests that I have to fulfill. So please be patient with me and shout out to you girls um, for reading the Bible. God bless you. And uh, Becky from Minnesota is watching on Rumble. We have got Michelle watching from the wonderful great state of PA, which all of our eyes are on lately. Um, let's see, Tammy from Central Wisconsin, and one more here, let's give it to Michelle Mead from O-H-I-O, the wonderful state of Ohio, and let's quickly shoot over to YouTube to say hi to Kim Martin from Kentucky, Diane Parker says, love you, we need more people like you, we need more people like Christ. That's what we really need. But thank you very much. I appreciate that. Kevin Wilson, great Michigander, is in the house. Amanda Jones says hello from South Mississippi. Brenda Hines, GA is falling. GA is falling. 
Just like London Bridges, right? <laughs> J. Van Brown, is Rumble working okay? I'm watching here on YouTube this morning. Better reception. Rumble seems to be working fine for me. I can't say the same for everybody else. Dina Glosson says, hey, Jimmy, resist 46 from Victoria, Texas. And God, do I love Victoria. Ginny uh, Funderburk is watching from Texas. John Edwards is watching from Champaign, Illinois. And Russ Brizendine from Alabama is also watching this morning. On YouTube, I want to uh, also uh, ask for prayers for Travis. Now, I don't know Travis's last name, but John, who watches the show, asked us if we would uh, all pray for Travis. Travis is a mentally ill uh, liberal. Now, Travis wanted me to wanted to point out to me that he's not just a mentally ill liberal; uh, he's actually mentally ill and he's a liberal. So, even though we sometimes say liberals are mentally ill for a lot of reasons, this gentleman Travis is actually mentally ill, happens to be a liberal, and apparently he was in some situation where, where politics were being discussed and some really bad things ended up happening and put them in a bad situation. So whether he is uh, liberal or conservative, whether he voted for Biden or whether he voted for Trump, we want to uh, put our prayers out there for Travis um, and, and whatever happened in that situation. We don't want anything like that to ever get out of, out of, out of order. Unfortunately, politics have divided us so much that we don't even see each other as fellow Americans anymore. And that's really what it comes down to. Fellow uh, children of God first, fellow Americans second. And that's what we that's what I would like to get back to. Unfortunately, I think politics has wedged its way in between us so badly that we are where we are today. So it's pretty it's pretty incredibly sad, but uh, I, I, I will put Travis in my prayers and I know all of you will as well. And I'd also also like to thank Angie Bullard. Angie Bullard sent something <laughs> when I opened it, I just smiled from ear to ear. And I knew that you guys would smile when you've seen it too. But first, let's read the card that wonderful, beautiful, loving Angie said. She said, thank you for your witness and all your work in bringing the news to us. You have been blessed with an amazing gift. I appreciate that. Thank you. And I praise our Lord for your ministry. Please know that you and your family are prayed for daily. Now again, guys, I don't consider myself any kind of pastor, prophet, minister, or consider even what I do ministries. I'm just doing what God said to do and spread the word of God. That's all I'm trying to do. So if you guys see me at that as, as something like that, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to say you're wrong or, or anything like that. I just want people to know that might be new to the show that I don't consider myself any of those things. I just love spreading the word of God. Now, let me get to what she sent me. Now, she sent me a few things, things for my wife and stuff like that. She sent me a donation, which was very kind. But what I wanted to show on the, on the show was this shirt. You ready? You're probably going to get the same reaction I got when I opened and saw this shirt. But here we go. <laughs> Ah, isn't that incredible? Zero percent liberal. <laughs> ah, you know what else is zero percent? Mike Pence <laughs> in the straw poll to become the next president of the United States. <laughs> you know why? You're fired. Because you're fired, Mike Pence. <laughs> so thank you so very much um, uh, for, for that shirt. Zero percent liberal. What a great shirt. Thank you for the donation and thank you for the other gifts that you sent as well. Um, God bless you for that. What a great shirt. I love a good laugh, folks. That's one thing about Life from America is that we have great laughs on this show, don't we? We can take a negative and turn it into a positive quicker, <laughs> quicker than you can say the word negative. And that's, what's, that's what life is all about, folks. Looking at what God gives us and not what God hasn't given us 
yet or that we don't see that he's given us because we look at things a little differently. So um, everybody looks like they love the shirt as well. And even L. Barron says zero in capital letters. Love the shirt, everybody says. That's awesome. And uh, the shirt is awesome, says Snowbaby86. Denise says, that's right. And uh, uh, Salty Debbie says, love it. Nice. I hope you're not too salty, though. All right, folks, we are going to get to the uh, point of the show. And again, if you're new, welcome. But we always give our love and honor to God before we start the news on Live from America. And that is what we're going to do right now with today's verse of the day that was sent out via my newsletter on jeremyherald.com. Just go up, scroll to the bottom, go to, go to jeremyherald.com, scroll to the bottom, sign up for the newsletter, and you'll get the morning uh, verse of the day every day. Now, what I titled this newsletter was, God gave us free will to choose. Now, if you uh, do a simple search, or if you uh, look up in the back of your Bible, or anything that's related to free will, there are dozens of verses that relate to free will. And I mean dozens. It is no secret that God, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, all of it, wanted us to have free will. If God didn't want us to have free will, then he would have created a perfect universe where nobody did anything wrong. But in order to do that, you cannot have love and sincerity. So God gave us love and sincerity. God gave us free will to choose freedom, the number one thing God wants us to have. Okay? So let me read this to you. Verse of the day, Galatians 5.1 says... So Christ has truly set us free. Now, make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to law. Now, what is that talking about to law? Well, if you go in and read the rest of this in context, it's talking about circumcision and different um, uh, laws that people put in front of the Word of God. And if you put anything, if you put any kind of law in front of the Word of God, then you're not with Christ. So let me read that again one more time. So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to law. So this is what I wrote pertaining to this verse. Here we go. And listen closely, folks. This is one of many verses that I read and chose to use pertaining to free will. Free will may be the most single most important ability that God gave us after he created us. Why? Because if God created us perfect, in a perfect universe, where we were forced to love him, then nothing would be done out of love or sincerity. We are free to choose our way in life. Are we not? Are we not? Especially in America, that has been such an abundantly blessed nation for our desire for freedom, free will, and the compassion we have shown the rest of the world, helping them liberate themselves from evil dictators who control their lives rather than giving them the freedom that God gave them at birth. Now, before I go on, go on any further, remember, freedom to choose does have consequences, right? Your choice does have consequences. So let me move on. <clears throat> now, when it comes to our nation's leaders and our officials who are put in position of power, telling us what to do, there will be a lot of Christians who recite the Bible verse um, about obeying all people put in the position of authority because God has them there for a reason. However, who's to say what that reason 
is other than God? What if that reason is to be completely exposed in their desire to take away your freedom and your free will to choose what is best for you and your life? What if their orders to you are unjust or wrong? What if it goes against the very thing that God wanted for us to be free-thinking men and women who use our free will for the good of others? Now, let's speak about the COVID, quote, vaccine. They are doing everything they can to make us take this vaccine. They have been twisting the words of the Bible for those of us who don't want to take it because they feel that our trust in Christ, who saved us and has given us life and freedom, is enough to keep us safe. Now, when I say they're twisting the words of the Bible, they'll, you, they'll twist the words of the Bible and say, you're supposed to love you, your, your neighbor. You're supposed to do good for your neighbor, and you not getting the vaccine doesn't help out your neighbor. You see how they use the words of the Bible to twist that stuff around? Those of us who understand the immune system that God gave us um, has shown time and time again to be all we need to beat this virus with a survival rate of almost 100% for a majority of the people infected. We feel that injecting ourselves with this experimental drug would do more harm than good. So, the government has said over and over again that those who have strong religious beliefs against taking the, the shot are exempt from having to take it, right? You've heard that. I've heard that. How many times have they said, unless you have a health reason or a religious reason for not taking it, then you, should, then you can be exempt if you have those two reasons. However, not unless you're flying a plane. Even if you have a health reason, they don't let you. If you have a religious reason, they don't let you. Okay, but I've heard the government say that over, over, and over and over again. However, when it is a Christian explaining their strong opposition for taking it, we get shut down left and right because the left wing, the left uh, wing of the, of, of, the, of the party, twists the words of the Bible to fit their argument, even though they know nothing about the gospel or any kind of a relationship with God. They do not care about Christianity, and they only cater to, uh, to religions like Islam. Again, they are ignoring God's promise to us that being saved by Christ is all we need. They are ignoring God's promise to us to have free will to choose what is best for ourselves and others around us. They are ignoring and underestimating our God-given immune system and how powerful it is. They are ignoring the healing power of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because they do not believe in Him or our worship of Him. It is against my faith and my relationship with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to inject the government's experimental drug into my body, and I will deny them the ability to do so with my last dying breath. Under their own words, I am exempt from the COVID shot based on my faith, period. Absolutely, period. That's the way I look at it. Now, there's a lot of people that say, well, you cherry-pick verses out of the Bible. What are you... Sp are you... Sp what are the, the words of the Bible are the words of the Bible. Now, as long as you make sure that the, the cherry-pick that you've done is... It, it, you, you put the context in which that verse was in, but that still doesn't mean that those words of free will are not valid. And I have that free will. I have that immune system. I have that healing power of Christ. Especially with a sickness with almost a 100% survival rate. So you can take your COVID talk, you can take your brown shirt Nazis, and you can 
Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits you. We'll put it that way. We'll put it that way, ladies and gentlemen. So, Heather Q said it's her 36th birthday tomorrow, you youngin'. Well, happy early birthday to you, Heather Q. God bless you, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Please let me know in the comments if you agree with what I just said. And now, ladies and gentlemen, if you're new to the show, we also get right into the Lord's Prayer. So let's not waste any more time, and let's seal this entire beginning of the show off with the Lord's Prayer. Please remove your hats if you're wearing one, and say it out loud, because courage is contagious, and the whole world needs to hear us profess our love for God. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And shout out to everybody out there who's having a good Friday. Shout out to everybody out there who's having a bad Friday. I will pray and I will try to do everything I can to make sure that uh, the, the, the Holy Spirit in Jesus makes his way into your heart this morning and uh, finishes out your day a little bit better than it started. Are you ready? Rumble, YouTube, podcast, people watching on the website, wherever you're getting your life from America needs, let's get ready to rumble in the famous words of Michael Buffer. And we're going to start out with giving a dumb, dumb award of the day to somebody I've only given it to once before, but rightfully deserves it every hour of every day, Secretary of State for the wonderful Peach State of Georgia, Brad Raffensperger. You get the... Oh, I threw it in the wrong bucket. It went in the swamp donkey bucket, but you might as well be a swamp donkey. I don't, a swamp donkey. I don't even know if you're a rhino. You're that bad. You're that bad. Anyway, folks, Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger is doing something very bad right now. Well, that's par for the course for him, right? What do I mean by that? Well, he's throwing his fellow election officials under the bus, and he's doing it so fast, they don't even see it coming. Nobody saw it coming, but we did. We knew that if these forensic audits took place, that these people who certified these votes fraudulently would be gone. We knew that they would run with their tail between their legs and do everything they could to save save themselves. So, CCP paid Rhino, Swamp Donkey, whatever you want to call him, Brad Raffensperger is now trying to save his own rear end by throwing Georgia election officials in Fulton County under the bus. We all knew this day was coming. We all knew that it's exactly what would happen in each one of these states, and Katie Hobbs will do the same thing when it's her time. She'll do the same thing. We all know that Trump won. They know that Trump won. They just don't want to admit it. Let me read to you a tweet by Brad Raffensperger himself. And actually, somebody put on uh, Brad's phone number in the chat on Rumble so you can call him and let him know exactly what you think yourself. But this is one of many tweets that... It's been a firestorm of statements and tweets from Brad Rappensberger in the last 24 hours. Okay? Especially since the election, the, the Arizona stuff come out. Now, check this out. Here's one of them. Fulton County's continued failures have gone on long enough with no accountability. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Rick Barron and Ralph Jones, Fulton's registration chief, must be fired 
and removed from Fulton's elections leadership immediately. <laughs> Fulton's voters and the people of Georgia deserve better. <laughs> So that means that everything you've been saying since November 3rd of last year has been... That was false and fake and never happened. Huh? You releasing President Trump's phone calls. You calling uh, people that wanted to uh, have a forensic audit um, uh, wrong and dangerous and ba basically borderline Nazi. You said that nobody in your state was doing any kind of fraud. You pushed back. You and your little lapdog, Gabriel Sterling, who looks like it's Pat. You've been out there doing everything you can to run us, run President Trump, and run G uh, voter GA. And anybody who is calling for a forensic audit, you have been sitting out there just denying and denying and denying that there was any kind of wrongdoing whatsoever. You matter of as a matter of fact, you have many times said that you take this as a personal attack on what you are doing in Georgia. You take this as an insult to the job that you and the election officials that work under you have done and are doing. Wow, that didn't age well, did it? Because now you're actually calling for the firing of the people who work under you. But guess what, Brad Raffensperger? You. You are the one that certified this vote. They didn't certify this vote. You certified this vote. The buck stops with you, and it stops with Brian Kemp. You two CC-paid rhino scumbags are going to get justice. Everything that, come, that is coming your way is 1,000% um, deserved. The wages of sin is death, right? Death is what we're paid for for the sin that we commit. And what you're going to be paid with, hopefully, will be jail time. Because you served, certified this election fraudulently. What? And not only did you certify it fraudulently, like, oh, you know what, this is, I trust the people that I work for. I trust the people that I work for. That's why they're in these jobs that they're in. So I'm going to take what they give me, and I'm going to trust that they did their job by vetting, making sure that, you know, everything is right, and I'm going to sign off on it. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like a mistake. That's how he's going to try to play it off. That's how he's going to try to play it off. He's going to try to play it off as if it was some kind of mistake. However, because um, you because you knew about all of this stuff before certification, because you knew all this was going on before January 6th, because you were told multiple times by the president, by many people who work for the president, by many other elected officials all around the country, by people right in Georgia, by the voters by the people who were kicked out and not allowed to be uh, not allowed to watch anything that was happening you were told by thousands and thousands of people including the president of the United States himself exactly what happened there and what'd you do you turned around you called us names you said you were insulted by it you then took the phone call that president trump and you had you gave it to the washington post which was all edited nothing that was supposed to be in there was in there and you took it out of context and you made it sound like president trump was trying to break some law to have you look into exactly what you're calling for the firing of these election officials for you scum bag guess what you're fired. You are fired. What's this button do? Oh, yeah. What's this button do? Nobody cares. Woo! 
all of it. Nobody cares what you have to say. Nobody cares about your tweets. Nobody cares about you trying to save face. And I'm going to tell you another thing. You are gone. No matter what happens from here on out, you are gone. And I'll tell you another thing. The only way that Bri um, Brian Kemp keeps his job, which he shouldn't be able to keep, he should be in jail too. But I'm predicting the only way that he keeps his job is if when... Uh, uh, this audit gets done, he calls for a special a special session in order to decertify the vote that you fraudulently certified. That is the only way he keeps his job. If he doesn't do that, guess what happens? Bye-bye, Vernon Jones becomes the, the uh, governor of, of Georgia. Now, I'm not saying, again, that I even want um, Vernon Jones to be the governor of Georgia. I don't live in Georgia. It's not my call. But I do like the, his tactics. I do like his strategy. I do like his determination. I do like his grit. But there are other people who are also going to be running for that job in Georgia who deserve some recognition as well, men and women. And we will highlight those folks so Georgians can make the best informed decisions for themselves. Because God knows that they're not allowed to make the best informed decisions for themselves right now under the leadership of these rhino scum bags. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the first and foremost section of today. So having said that, we're going to take a quick break, grab some coffee, highlight some great business, and we'll be right back when we're live from America. And now, folks, I want to show you something. There are some new hats on JeremyHarrell.com. Live from America, the logo. Live from America, the sunglasses with, of course, Ephesians. 611 on the side, which we all know what that is. And, of course, your JeremyHarrell.com hats, like the one you see me wearing here today with the beard silhouette. The great thing about this, folks, is every one of these that you buy and everything that you buy on the store in the month of July, 10% is going to go to Providing Hope, G-A, uh, V-A, Providing Hope, V-A.com. We were just talking about Georgia. Okay, and that is, again, to help homeless vets off the street into a job and then into permanent housing by six months. And i got to tell you this, too. This is not bragging in any way. This is me in very much uh, an appreciative, uh, an appreciative uh, um, manner here saying I want to thank the Wounded Warrior Project and not only the Wounded Warrior Project but the Paralyzed Veterans of America who sent me a wonderful plaque, a wonderful plaque, um, because of, you know, the work that my wife and I have, uh, have done there. And I didn't expect that, but they sent this wonderful plaque from the Executive Board of Directors for the Paralyzed Veterans of the United States of America and uh, honoring um, the help that we've given them. Folks, I want, there's nothing more important to me outside of God and outside of spreading the gospel than our veterans. Okay, I come from a military and railroad family, uh, military and then into railroad after they got out of the military. Some didn't make it out. Both my grandfathers were Purple Heart recipients. Both of them were in uh, were, were, were multiple tour veterans, and um, I, I couldn't be more happy and proud to help and support those guys. So, ProvidingHopeVA.com, check them out and see how you can get involved and help. And now we're going to go back to Live from America with a lot more to go uh, go over. Now, I gave the Dum Dum Award today in the first and foremost section to Brad Raffensperger, of course, the Secretary of State um, in the state of Georgia, who's a lying, cheating, no good, CCP-paid CCP rhino. However, there's another person to give a Dum Dum Award to, and we're going to go ahead and cue that Dum Dum music. 
boop, and that goes in. That definitely goes into the Swamp Donkey bucket because this is going to go to L.A. County and the people who are the the, the city council, um, the all of the the left wing crazies there who are now implementing and reinstituting mask mandates again for everyone, even if they're vaccinated. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? What? How, wait a minute. So the vaccine works or it doesn't? Does the vaccine work or doesn't it work? Oh, but LA says we're going to institute mask mandates because the Delta variant is so bad. And the Delta variant is spreading like wildfire. And it's proven to be able to duck, dodge, dip, and dive <laughs> like Ben Stiller on Dodgeball away from the COVID vaccine. So it doesn't matter if you've got Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer, or any of the others. The Delta variant and the Lambda variant are that strong. They're that strong. Delta variant, Lambda variant, Vicada, Bapa, Baca, Kavaria. What is this? Revenge of the nerds? No, it's revenge of the Democrats. It's the return of the Democrats with their mask mandates again. Look, I wonder how long we're actually going to let this go on, folks. Because the only people that have the power to stop this mask mandate ridiculousness is us. Is us. It's the only people that have the power to do it. So I'm calling on all governors, but especially red state governors, to not go down this rabbit hole again. To not go down this disgusting, uh, abuse of power road again. It's going to... It, this. If you do it again, if it happens again, if we let it happen again, we're destroyed. It's over with. America can't go through another six months or another year of that crap. Now, left-wing... See, here's the thing about... You want to know how incredibly uh, difficult it is for me to have conversations with some... I, I, I have arguments and, and, and debates with liberals constantly, okay? In, in, in my life outside of doing the show. And liberals think that this shot that everybody's getting is free. They don't realize that Moderna is going to make $19.8 billion from it. Had a conversation with somebody yesterday. Well, it's free anyway. No, it's not free. We are, it is. We don't have to pay for it. You are paying for it. You're paying for it through $3 trillion bills. You're paying for it because the federal government is forcing you to pay for it. So they're forcing you to give the money so that they can they can give it to these pharmaceutical companies to create something that's not FDA approved and is very dangerous. They're forcing you to take it. They're forcing you to pay for it. They're forcing you to take multiple shots so they can make more money. And then, ladies and gentlemen, they're going to take all that money that they are forcing from you, these stimulus packages that they're passing. They're going to take all that money and they're going to bail out these blue states and these blue cities that are doing lockdowns while enriching the pharmaceutical companies and spreading wealth from one group of people to another group of people. And the longer they can do this, the more power they have. The longer they do this, the more freedoms they can take. The longer they keep this going, the more they can keep the attention off of the election fraud and what happened on November 3rd and the biggest scam and crime in history using the left-wing political arm of the media, which is every one of them, to force it down your throat, fear, fear, fear. Go back inside. Muzzle yourself. Mask your children. Wear those face diapers and masky pads. Go inside. Don't let it get you. The longer they can keep this going, the better it is for them on many, many, many fronts. 
And we the people need to understand exactly what they're doing and we need to stop it right now. So I call on all governors to not allow this scam to ever happen again because all they're doing is, is transferring money, transferring wealth, keeping you locked down, taking your freedom, keeping your mind off the election fraud, every bit of it. Every bit of it. It's incredible. It really is. All right, moving on, folks. Um, Twitter and Facebook. Twitter and Facebook. We, we, yesterday, we found out that the government is actually controlling Facebook. That's what we found out yesterday. That the government is controlling Facebook. Yesterday, Arizona, Maricopa County, Election Audit, State Senate, put out a bunch of factual information down to the precise number, ladies and gentlemen, down to the precise number of what ballots shouldn't be used, shouldn't be there, or were just plain out fraudulent. That was yesterday. So people started sharing that information around everywhere, right? Twitter, Facebook, Telegram, Instagram, Getter, Parler, all of it. People started spreading that information around everywhere so that we could say, see, I told you so. Twitter and Facebook went on a rampage last night, flagging, suspending, and banning people who said anything about the uh, election audit from Arizona yesterday. As false news, as fake news, saying that there was no fraud in the 2020 election. They just proved it yesterday, and they proved it so much to the point where rhino governors who sided with these Democrats saying that there was no fraud are now throwing their election officials under the bus because of the fraud. You see how bad it is, folks? You see how bad it is? So yesterday, pretend to be press secretary, Psycho Jen Psaki, Circle Back Psaki, the biggest dummy on the planet, besides the squad anyway, literally strengthened President Trump's class action lawsuit and all of our um, involvement in the lawsuit. How? Because she straight out said the federal government is flagging posts on Facebook and basically getting them banned and suspended. The federal government has a role in a private company. Now, that's funny, right? Because the left has been saying for months and months and months, well, Facebook's a private company. They can do whatever they want. If they don't want right-wing hate speech on there, they don't have to have it on there. Well, Twitter's a private company. They can do whatever they want. They can do blah, 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 right? Oh, but wait a minute. If they're a private company, then the federal government should have no kind of collusion with them, right? If they're a private company, the federal government should have no kind of access to their business, right? Well, Jen Psaki really put her foot in her own mouth and the mouth of the entire Biden regime yesterday when she exposed the federal government working with and censoring posts on Facebook. What do you think that's going to do to President Trump's class action lawsuit? It's only going to strengthen it, you dummies. How stupid can you be? Well, that's Jen Psaki for you. Let them hang themselves. They continue just to... Let them talk all they want. They're exposing their fraud. They're exposing COVID-19. They're exposing the vaccine. They're exposing the freedoms that they're taking. They're exposing their involvement with social media. They're exposing all of it. The best is yet to come, ladies and gentlemen. So them admitting yesterday on air that they are quite involved with banning things and, and flagging things on Facebook is everything President Trump needs to win. <laughs> I'm, t 
telling you, it's you cannot make this stuff up. And then they go ahead yesterday and they flag all the information coming out of Arizona as not true. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so stupid. They gotta be the stupidest people on the planet. I'm not I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, do you guys know who Jack Sellers is? Well, Jack Sellers is a Maricopa County supervisor. Is the, excuse me, is the Maricopa County supervisor. So, there's a great piece on a statement that he put out yesterday. So I'd like to pull that up and read that to you right now. Here we go. Maricopa County Supervisor Jack Sellers fails badly with a total BS response to the Arizona hearing, okay? So Jack Sellers put out a statement yesterday, and he said this. I gotta get down here. Jack Sellers, the chairman of the Maricopa Court, uh, County Board of Supervisors, released a statement in response to the hearing. His statement was filled with unsubst unsubstantiated claims and other refusal to comply and prove the auditors wrong. It's clear that people hired by the Arizona Senate leadership to supposedly bring integrity to our elections are instead just bringing incompetence. At today's briefing, the Senate uncertified contractors, so, he's, so, this, so this, pay attention to the rhetoric here. It's the same rhetoric that Richard Maddow is using while, she, while he, she is melting down on MSDNC. At today's briefing, the Senate's uncertified contractors calling cyber ninjas uncertified. Basically, they don't know what they're doing, and they've muddied up the, the, uh, the, the proper certification, which we know is, is crap. Um, asked a lot of open-ended open questions portraying as suspicious what is actually normal and well-known to people who work in elections, he said. In some cases, they dropped bombshell numbers that are simply not accurate. What we heard today represents an alternate reality that has veered out of control since the November general election. Senate leadership should be ashamed they broadcast the half-baked theories of the deep rig crowd to the world today. To Senate leaders, I say, stop accusing us of not cooperating. When we have given you everything qualified auditors would need to do this job, finish your audit, release the report, release the report, and be prepared to defend it in court. Okay, let's break that down a little bit. Number one, nice thread at the bat at the bottom. Prepared to defend it in court. Oh, we are. Don't worry about that. But then, what does he say up here? We've given them everything a qualified auditor would need to do this job. Okay, that's your opinion. That's your opinion. But you're not a qualified auditor. You're just an elected scumbag. You're not a qualified auditor as well. So who are you to tell the qualified auditors who do this for a living what they need to do a qualified forensic audit? But even beyond all that, the judge orders you to give the equipment that was asked for by the state senate and by the auditors, which is cyber ninjas. The judge ordered you. But you are so pompous and you are so arrogant in your rhino ways that you said, well, they don't need that. So you picked and, chew, you picked and chose which equipment to give them based on what you think they would need. But guess what? It doesn't matter what you think. You are a nobody as it pertains to this situation. You are just a person elected because you won a popularity contest, which you will never win again, and you are ordered by a judge who has a lot more power than you to do something, and you refuse to do it because you thought that you would hold what they don't need. But it's not up to you, dummy, what they do or don't need. 
it was up to the judge, and it was up to the people doing the audit. Sound like somebody running scared? Sound like somebody upset? Be prepared to defend it in court. Oh, we will. Ho, 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 ho. Woo! We will. And when it's all said and done, You're fired. you'll be gone. And Maricopa County will never, ever, ever have to endure the abuse that you've put them through ever, ever again. Now, before our next quick commercial break, I got to give you some good news. Are you ready? Can we say insurrectionist, ladies and gentlemen? I mean, if January 6th people were insurrectionists because they are disrupting lawmaking, then I would assume that yesterday's fiasco at the Senate Hart Building in Washington, D.C. could also be considered insurrection, right? Well, ladies and gentlemen, Democrat Representative Joyce Beatty and nine other idiotic swamp donkey Democrats were arrested yesterday for their illegal protest after being told to stop three times at the Senate Hart Building. Now, I don't honestly agree that anybody protesting, as long as they're not hurting anybody, should ever be arrested. That's that's number one. So I, I don't I don't uh, I, and that doesn't mean that I don't. Uh, what I'm trying to say is, I don't believe the, these ladies doing what they should, what they were doing, should uh, result in arrest. Because God knows that if we have a problem, we should be able to do this. However, that doesn't take away from how happy it makes me to see Democrats crying and whining and then zip tied behind their back and arrested. That makes me very happy because they deserve it. So even though I don't always agree with people being arrested for certain protests, I think this was great. I think it was needed, and I think it was nice to see the Capital City Police actually arrest Democrats for whining and crying. Now, they're arrested, they're already out, nothing will happen because of it. It's okay. It's okay. The embarrassment of it is enough. The video of me watching them get pulled away is enough. The mere fact that nine Democrats had to go to jail for a little bit, that's enough. So, I'm okay with it. But anyway, let me show you Representative Joyce Beatty, the chair of the Congressional Black Caucus, as she's being arrested. Here we go. This is great. I love it. Oh, what a beautiful sight. Fight for justice. Fight for justice. Fight for justice. Oh, we are. Oh, we are, Joyce Beatty and the rest of you. Oh, we are. Now, again, nothing will come of this. They won't get any charges brought up on them. They won't have to go to court. None of that. They probably won't even have to pay a fine. But the mere fact that I got to see a Democrat put in some zip-tie handcuffs, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. And it made my day. It really did make my day. Uh, Kristen, Kristen says, yes, they deserve it. And I see people say they must have thought they were Republicans. <laughs> and Mr. Shy on Rumble says, we will overcome. We will overcome. <laughs> A lot of people say it was a publicity stunt and it was an act to, uh, to um, because of January 6th. I agree, too. Somebody said theater. I agree 100%. It's still nice to see. I still like seeing it. So on that, <laughs> on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we will take a quick break, highlight some great stuff again, and we'll be right back with more Live from America as soon as I can get this 
working correctly. There we go. Ugh, someday I'll hire a producer. Here we go. Be right back, folks. Hey, War Room Posse. Real America's voice in the War Room's voice just got louder. Look, we're rolling out throughout the country because of this grassroots movement and support that you give us. The fight against the corporate interests, the extreme left, the woke media, the woke corporations, Wall Street is only going to get tougher and more meaningful. You now can see us on your local TV stations. Check out locally where you can get Real America's Voice in the War Room. Check it out. Real America's Voice in the War Room coming to a TV station near you. Lean into freedom and join Real America's Voice as we come to a broadcast station near you. Thank you to each new affiliate station across our great country for joining our powerful grassroots campaign. America has found its voice. Download the Real America's Voice app and join other Americans just like you across the country coming together for real change. We shall overcome. Oh, we shall overcome. We sing in monotone and we are Democrat zombies. Welcome back to Life of America. Sorry, folks. I was breaking out in that incredible song that I heard uh, the Do Nothing Swamp Donkey Democrats from Texas singing the other day while they were being coddled by Miss Stretchface Armstrong Nancy Pelosi herself. They shall overcome. Anyway, folks, it's time to give that Smarty Award. So who's going to get this beautiful little candy, the Smarties? Remember I said I didn't like them the other day? <sighs> it would figure that I would like the dum-dums. Anyway, let's cue that drum roll, please. Smarty Award today goes to... President Donald J. Trump. And it's only fitting that President Donald J. Trump's face is on the Smarty Award bucket. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, there's a couple reasons why President Trump is getting the Smarty Award. The first reason is because of his immediate response to General Milley's quotes in General Milley's new book coming out, but also for his immediate response to the Arizona... <laughs> Somebody said, please don't sing like them. No, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Uh, I'm singing like them on purpose, guys, just so you know. Uh, but his immediate response to the Arizona Senate hearing. So he says this yesterday. This is President Trump's um, statement for Arizona. He says, Arizona Senate hearings on the Maricopa County election audit is devastating news to the radical left Democrats and the Biden administration. While this, according to the Senate, is preliminary, with results being announced at a later date, it seems that 74,243 mail-in ballots were counted with no clear record of them being sent. There were 18,000 voters who were scrubbed from the voter rolls after the election. They also revealed that the voting system was breached and or hacked. And then he said, by who? Very big printer and ballot problems with different paper used and much, much more. The irregularities revealed at the hearing today amount to hundreds of thousands of votes, or many times what is necessary for us to have won. Despite these massive numbers, this is the state that Fox News called early for Biden victory. That's important to remember. We'll talk about that in a minute. There was no victory here or in any other of the swing states either. Maricopa County refuses to work together with the Senate and others who are merely looking for honesty, integrity, and transparency. Why do the commissioners not want to look into this corrupted election. What are they trying to hide? 
The highly respected state senator Wendy Rogers said in a tweet that hearing in a tweet the hearing today means we must decertify the election. That's where they're going with it, folks. That's where they're going with it in all three of these states. You watch. In any event, the Senate Patriots are moving forward with the final results to be announced in the not too distant future. But based on today's hearing, why even wait? Well, before we get to what President Trump said about General Milley, let's talk about what he was saying when he's talking about Fox News. Fox News did some really dirty, dirty stuff on November 3rd. On November 3rd, November 4th, November 5th, November 6th, Fox News was one of the dirtiest players in the game. They were the first um, news, organization, news organization to call Arizona as a win for Trump. As a matter of fact, if you remember, CNN was the last to hold out. CNN held out the longest, okay? But Fox News was the very first news platform to call the win for Biden, even though on their own TV screen, President Trump was ahead tens of thousands of votes. And they still called it for him. Why? Why wouldn't you wait until all the votes were in? What was Fox News trying to do? What was their agenda? Well, it's pretty plain now, hindsight being 2020, what their agenda really was. And all of us, with the exception of maybe Tucker and, 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 and Hannity, should be completely eyes off Fox News. And we did do that. But we need to continue to do that. We need to make these people pay for what they did monetarily. We need to make them pay monetarily for what they did, I should say. And that's what we're doing. That's what we've been doing. Sooner or later, they're all going to come back crying. And we're not going to have any love loss for them. Period. Fox News was a big culprit in all of that. They were scum of the earth for doing what they did. And I can't wait until their ratings are just as low as CNN's, to be honest with you. To be honest with you. Now let's go to what President Trump said about General Milley, shall we? Because there's no love lost there. Matter of fact, President Trump doesn't hold any punches in President Trump fashion, okay? So let's go ahead and read what he said here. And this is in response to General Milley saying that President Trump was going to create some kind of a coup. Never, ever, ever going to happen. Never going to happen. Never going to make people believe that was going to happen either. Former President Donald J. Trump has pushed back on a claim that Joint Chiefs of Staff Chairman General Mark Milley was concerned he would start a coup to stay in the White House. Trump slammed the suggestion in his signature bombastic fashion. All right, let's read more. President Trump said, and I quote, I never threatened or spoke about to anyone a coup of our government. Trump said in a statement emailed to reporters that repeated his claims, disputed by courts and state officials from both parties across the country, that the election was stolen from him. Quote, so ridiculous, sorry to inform you, but an election is my form of coup. And if I was going to do a coup, one of the last people I would want to do this, General Mark Milley, Trump added. He then went on to say, um... He went on to bash Milley even further, writing, quote, He got his job only because the world's most overrated general, James Mattis, could not stand him, had no respect for him, and would not recommend him. To me, the fact that Mattis didn't like him, just like Obama didn't like him, and actually fired Milley, I forgot all about that until I read this today, that Obama actually fired Milley, was a good thing, not a bad thing. I often act counter to what people's advice who I don't respect, President Trump said. 
And I'm glad President Trump is coming out against these people because the high top brass in the Pentagon are just as much of the deep swamp donkey deep swamp donkeys as the elected officials sitting in the House and the Senate right now with the majority. They're just as bad. It's all gotten that bad. Here we have the our, our wonderful men and women in uniform working under those people, working under those kind of conditions. We have many brave men and women working in FBI, in the CIA, in the NSA, and all throughout the Intelligence Committee who are working for swamp donkey, deep state scumbags. Those are the people that President Trump promises to eliminate, not physically, calm down, from their jobs and from any position of power in his second term, which is what he was exactly going to do. The one promise that he did not keep was draining the swamp. But he couldn't. How could he? He had three years to do that and because the fourth year was all COVID. But the first three years was trying to reverse all of the bad that Obama had done. Untie all the bad that Obama had done. Get rid of all those regulations so jobs would come back. Find out and seek everything that Obama done did and reverse it so this country could prosper again. Okay, he did that in the first three years and he made this country so great financially and every other way you can think of. The fourth year he had to fight um, COVID. But the first three years while he was doing all that he had to fight the Democrats and the swamp. His second term, would have been he would have been able to put the right people around him and he would have truly been able to eliminate the swamp. Which is why they're fighting so hard to not bring him back. To not allow him back. Because they know everything is gone when he comes back. Everything. But President Trump could never have done it alone anyway. He needed us. He always needed us. Always. And he wouldn't have had all of us. He would have had our eyes opened, but he would not have had the action, 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 action unless they stole the election like they did. Now when you look back at President Trump's parting, uh, departing um, speech that he gave when he left the White House that day, when he said it's going to be rough for a little bit, but have patience, don't worry, the best is yet to come. Why would he say that if he didn't know all of this was going to happen? J.L. Jazz says four years was not enough time to get rid of all the wrong. You're right, because there was decades and decades and decades and decades of wrongdoing. And sometimes we as Americans want things to happen like this, but we got to be more patient. We have to be more patient. Okay? Now, I'm going to show you something that's actually going to... Probably make you a little bit mad here, but got to know the truth. And we already do know the truth coming from Facebook anyway. But this is from <laughs> Facebook censorship board member, who was also the former Danish prime minister. So we have a Dan former Danish prime minister who's on Facebook's censorship board, okay? And what you're about to hear her say is freedom of speech is not an absolute God-given right. No, excuse me, she doesn't use the words God-given because she doesn't believe in God. Let me rephrase. Freedom, freedom of speech is not an absolute human right. That's what she says. And do you want to know why she says it? Because freedom of speech intrudes on other people's freedoms as well to not hear that, whatever it is that's coming from your mouth. Look, folks, we either have freedom of speech or we don't. We either have freedom of speech or we don't. It should not matter that what I'm saying bothers somebody else to a point where they start pulling their hair out, screaming at the sky, and dyeing their hair purple. 
That should not matter. My rights do not end where your feelings start, period. So listen to what this woman says. She's so crazy. So crazy. And what we're trying to find, of course, I think many of us who are engaging in this conversation, is that, is that middle road. How do you moderate content? And when, how do you find that balance between uh, human rights uh, and free, free speech, which is a human rights, uh, but also other human rights, because obviously free speech is not an absolute human right. It has to be balanced with other Boom. human rights. Boom, let me and just stop it right there. Not- People's free speech is not an absolute human right. It needs to be balanced. Let's play that over, shall we? Free speech is not an absolute human right. It has to be balanced with other human rights. What'd you say? But also other human rights, because obviously free speech is not an absolute human right. It has to be balanced with other human rights. It has to be balanced with other human rights? So you're saying that what I say has to make sh- has to be balanced enough to make sure that Jack, Jerry, John, Julie, whatever the heck their names are, are th- so that they're okay with it? So that means I have to get permission from everybody in the world, all these woke, crybaby, know-nothing liberals. I have to get permission from them to say what I want? You either have free speech or you don't, folks. What the oversight is there uh, to do? Until now, we have seen uh, uh, content moderation, as I said, from a few... Few, select few in, in Silicon Valley, and ultimately Mark Zuckerberg has been moderating content. Now we have uh, the Oversight Board, which is a completely new invention, uh, to do this work. Um, and, and of course, I want to say that I think this is a very, very positive new way of... Oh, do you, you think it's a very positive new way of doing things? You're not even American, lady. You don't understand what it means to be an American. You don't understand freedom. Where you live, this might be the way things are. But where we live, it's not. So, in the famous words of Ronald Reagan, just shut up. You have no jurisdiction here. You have no authority here. You have no opinion here. Your opinion doesn't matter. And when you spew your left-wing globalist garbage about free speech is not an absolute human right, I would say God begs to differ. Jesus begs to differ. We beg to differ, but in all reality, nobody cares. These people are out of control. These people are out of control. Anyway, moving on, a lot of people have been asking what's going on with Andrew Pepe Le Pew Cuomo, that creeper who just comes around the corner like Joe Biden, sniffs you, touches you, sexually harasses you, kills old people, like 15,000 of them. We haven't talked about this in a while, right? We haven't shined a light on Andrew Cuomo in a while because, well, let's face it, There's a thousand things going on in the world right now, and it's hard to talk about every single one of them every day. However, I do got some good news. Um, Pepe Le Pew himself, Andrew Cuomo, um, he's got some questioning to do. He's got some answers to give this weekend. Tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, he is set to sit down and be questioned by state investigators pertaining to his sexual harassment allegations and their inquiry into these sexual harassment allegations. What does that mean? Probably nothing. Who knows? Long story short, everybody's been asking, what's going on with Cuomo? What's going on with Cuomo? Why aren't we talking about him? What's going on with Cuomo? What's going on with Cuomo? Well, we at least know that tomorrow he's got to sit down with state investigators. We also know that the state Democrats don't want him in power anymore. We know that. We know that state Democrats have called for his resignation. 
So I would assume that these state investigators are still kind of, you know, chomping at his heels. And even though it's not in the news right now as much as it was, the fact that he's going to be answering questions tomorrow is at least an update. But I want to see more investigations into his handling of killing 15,000 elderly. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. Since, you know, he put out a book and got $5 million for the book deal about how well he handled the coronavirus pandemic, what about the 15,000 people that you murdered? That's the kind of questioning that I want to see. I don't really, I mean, I'm not going to say I don't care about the investigation into sexual harassment, but I don't believe that half of those sexual harassment cases are real anyway. I believe it was just a bunch of people putting pressure on him so they had more people come forward. Do I think that he's a sexually harassing scumbag? A hundred percent. But I don't believe all those allegations. I never do. I never do, because they all come and then they're gone. Where are they all now? Why isn't anybody talking now? If he was sexually harassing that many people, where are the new ones? You know what I mean? I want to talk about the murder that he did of 15,000 elderly. That's what I want to talk about. Speaking of people who should be in prison, let's talk about BLM real quick. Remember what I said earlier about let them talk, let them talk, give them enough rope? I probably shouldn't talk about hanging themselves when I'm talking about BLM, because people will misconstrue that and say, see, see that racist Jeremy Harrell? He was talking about nooses and, and hanging while he talked about BLM. Look, I don't care what color you are. Every traitor should hang, period. Anyway, BLM founder, we all know that she became a millionaire and she became a millionaire and bought all these million dollar homes and then stepped down and this, that, and the other. Long story short, BLM founder says that she and the BLM organization are for the Cuban government, not for the people who are being brutalized and oppressed. Everyone, everywhere in this left-wing, globalist, disgusting movement that we've seen over the last five years are being exposed, and maybe, maybe, ladies and gentlemen, this is what we all needed in order to show that the best is truly yet to come. Look, in order to get rid of a disease... In order to get rid of a cancer, if you're diagnosed with cancer, first of all, you have to be diagnosed with the cancer. Then you have to find where the cancer lives. Then you have to find how much of, of your body that cancer has destroyed. And then you can put together a proper treatment to get rid of said cancer. The same thing is going on in the world with BLM, Antifa, the left wing, the cheaters, the COVID, uh, the COVID creators like Fauci and all of them. In order to get rid of these people, we needed to know who they were, where they were, what they've been doing, what they're doing now, what damage has been caused by what they've done so that we can properly get a diagnosis put together to ultimately get rid of it. It's no different than a disease. Democrat equals disease. BLM equals disease. Antifa, globalists, the people who created COVID equal disease. In order to get rid of this disease, we needed to find it. So the last six months has been nothing but people exposing themselves. People exposing themselves. And when President Trump does come back and take the reins again, he knows exactly, A, who to put around him this time, and B, who to go after with those people that he puts around him. Again, we have to be patient, we have to let it play out, and we have to trust that President Trump and the people who are fighting to get rid of this evil in the world, with God as our protector and wearing his full armor, are going to succeed. Because when BLM comes out and puts their entire um, support behind the Cuban government over the people who are being killed, oppressed, and, 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 and have the boot on their neck, that's going to let the whole world know exactly how much of a Marxist group this group actually is. 
We've been saying it for months. They are self-proclaimed Marxists. Well, <laughs> there you go, folks. There you go. Now, I'm going to end the show today with something incredible. Now, you've probably seen this as it is about two years old. However, it doesn't mean we shouldn't show it because of how great it is. So you guys know Shank Yeager, whatever his last name is, for the Young Turks. I can't stand the Young Turks, by the way. I think they're nothing but left-wing propagandists who don't really know anything about anything. Well, a couple of years ago, Shank from the Young Turks, who, who's the, basically the person who runs the Young Turks, he had a debate with Ben Shapiro. I don't know if you guys remember this or not. Okay? Ben Shapiro destroyed Shank on stage in front of an entire audience about trickle-down economics. And it was a joy to watch then, and it was a joy to watch now. I'd forgotten all about it until somebody sent it to me and I watched it. And I go, oh yeah, I remember this. But you know what? Sometimes it's good to bring back and recycle old things for a good laugh and a good smile today to let you know how much more intelligent, how much more educated, and how much more with reality we are than they are. So ladies and gentlemen, enjoy Ben Shapiro absolutely destroying Shank from the Young Turks. Here we go. It would be preposterous to set the tax rate at zero. It would be preposterous to set it at 100%. So what we have to do as a society is figure out where we can maximize the most amount of good for, for the country. Be closer to zero, closer to the government, to but not too much away from us. So, for example, the reason why when taxes are higher... So before, we, before this goes any further, let me just tell you. Shank is arguing that higher taxes are better for the economy. Ben Shapiro is arguing that lower taxes are better for the economy. Listen to the half-baked reason that Shank gives that higher taxes are actually better for the economy. It winds up being better for the economy is because it recirculates the money. So if you give it to the rich, this is hilarious. If you're uneducated, please at least don't... Don't make it obvious. <laughs> this is the most interesting conversation so on taxes if, if you heard. don't know the concept of recirculation of money, then go look it up. And so the way that it works is that when the middle class, when the middle class has more money, disposable income, they spend it. Why? Because they're not living in the lap of luxury. They're not saving it for their yacht. So they need to buy food for their family. They need education for their family. So they spend it and it goes back into the economy. If you just give it in supply side economics to the rich and hope that it trickles down on us eventually decades later, what they wind up doing it with it is something that is logical. They save it. But that means it does not recirculate in the economy. And that is why when you have lower taxes, ironically, the economy does worse. But of course, it's a balancing act. Okay, so uh, now you're making a strong case for Keynesian economics, which is totally fine, obviously. Uh, the, the problem with Keynesian economics is that it doesn't even work in theory. Because again, once you go to the logical extreme, which is remove all of the money from the rich people who are saving all their money and give it to all the poor people to buy hamburgers, that doesn't help the economy or spur the economy. What spurs the economy is a higher level... What spurs the economy is the creation of new products and services, and that is only going to be done by people who have exp expendable capital to actually invest in the new products and services that we all enjoy. This is what creates economic growth. Sick. 
it's also worth noting that this this myth that spending is inherently better for an economy than saving, that's only true if you're talking about somebody who's actually taking the cash and just shoving it into their mattress. Banks are in the business of lending. When they take the money in, they don't just stick it in Al Gore's fake lockbox. They actually <laughs> lend the money back out to people to actually create new businesses and new products. You had an investor, right? When you started TYT, you were given $4 million by Buddy Romer to start TYT. That's great. That's the way business should work, right? But that money had, it didn't come from a bunch of poor people buying hamburgers. It came from a very, very wealthy guy who gave you money to create a business a lot of people want to patronize. If you want better products and better services, you need more investment in the products and services. The basic name, trickle-down economics. The basic name trickle-down economics is not something that any conservative even proposed. It's a leftist revision of what economics actually is, because you're not giving me the money. It was my money in the first place, oh. created through voluntary transactions that I had with others. I've not stolen money from either from anyone, neither have you. And the idea that money has to be forcibly taken from you and handed to somebody at the bottom end of the economic spectrum to somehow jog the economy, that may jog McDonald's, but is not going to jog <laughs> all of the creation of the products and services that make all of our lives much better today than they were 30 years ago in terms of the stuff we have access to. All right. Well, take a breath there, Ben Shapiro. Now, I want to say that... There's been, a th I see a lot of people in the comment threads talking about Candace Owens and Ben Shapiro and whether they can be trusted or whether they can't. Look, folks, this is, again, what I was talking about the other day. We have become snowflakes, so many of us. I'm not calling you a snowflake, but we've become a lot of, like snowflakes, meaning they were picking apart everything of everybody. When we need to understand that we're all on the same side and it's okay to have differences of opinions, okay? I have difference of opinion from Candace Owens sometimes. I have difference of opinion with Ben Shapiro sometimes. But the fact of the matter is, when we think logically about how this country is to run and how it's to succeed and prosper, we're all on the same page here. Every one of us. So don't pick apart all the little things. Make sure that you keep your eyes on the prize and the big picture of everything. And what Ben Shapiro just said right there was 100,000% accurate, and he crushed Shank in that debate. Right or wrong? I would say he crushed him. So, again, ladies and gentlemen, um, we really, 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 really need to keep focused. We really need to keep standing together and um, not let them divide us any longer, okay? Anyway, folks, that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you very much for uh, watching, and uh, you know, hopefully you have a great rest of your day. Remember, there are right ways, and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. If it's your birthday, happy birthday out there. Have a great, wonderful day. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. Have a great one, folks. See you later.